Greetings, greetings everyone in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, we are so happy that we have all gathered here together, inside, outside, through the wires and the pews, to give God praise and glory and to worship him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And with that, let us begin with our praise under the direction of our Minister of Music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. Let us position ourselves to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the presence of God one more time. How many of you know that everywhere you look, God's love is all around? Every morning that he blesses us to wake up, his love is all around. Come on and let's give God some praise. Manifest, man. 
love is all around. Come on and give God some praise this morning. Father God, we thank you and praise you for this day. Thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. We take it not lightly that you allowed us to be here this morning. Ask you to bless our pastor as she brings forth a word and bless every heart and every ear that hears. Father, and let it touch our hearts and change our lives on this morning. In Jesus' name, and Father, we'll forever give you the glory, give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. personal testimony this morning.
Come on and give the Lord a praise this morning. If you know that he's been better than good to you, come on and give the Lord a praise this morning. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I invite all of you to come with us now to the Old Testament, the Old Testament book of Micah. Micah, the back of the Old Testament. Find it if you can. Micah chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And then chapter 6, verse 8. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Alas, for those who devise wickedness and evil deeds on their beds. When the morning draws, they perform it because it is their power. They covet fields and they seize them houses and take them away. The oppressed householder and house, people and their inheritance. Therefore, thus says the Lord. The Lord says, now I am devising against you, the family, an evil from which you cannot remove your necks. And you shall not walk heartily. For it will be an evil time and on that day they shall take up a taunt song against you and wail with bitter lamentation and say, we are utterly ruined. The Lord alters the inheritance of my people and how he removes it from me. And among our captors, he parcels out our fields. Therefore, you will have no one to cast the line by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not preach, thus they preach. Oh, should not preach such things. One should not preach such things. Disgrace will not overtake us. Shall this be said, O house of Jacob? Is the Lord's patience exhausted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do the one who walks uprightly? Oh, but you rise up against my people as an enemy. And you strip the robe from the peaceful and from those who pass by trustingly with no thought of war. The women of my people you drive out from their pleasant houses and, and from their young children you take away my glory forever. Arise and go, for this is no place to rest because of uncleanliness that destroys with a grievous destruction in other words God says y'all ain't got so bad I'm getting ready to fix this and then in verse 6 he gives a way out he says in chapter 6 verse 8 this is what he says he says he has told you oh mortal he's told you what's good 
And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, won't you pray with and for me? Oh, Lord, as I stand before your beautiful people, I come with a word from the Lord. Lord, I ask that you would protect your word, that you would keep your word, and that you would allow me the gift you have given me to send it forth with power and with might. Please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength. Oh, glory to God. And you are, you are my sustainer, provider, protector, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, my more than enough. In Jesus' name, I give you praise. Our sermon topic today is we want to hear God. We want to hear God. You know, my beloved, it's just a strange thing to call the book of the prophet Micah a book. <laughs> uh, because there's only seven chapters and six or seven pages long, depending on the design of your Bible. And, and you know, by our standards, the entire book hardly qualifies as a chapter, let alone a book. Oh, but still, it's called a book for a reason. It's called a book for a reason, I said, and that reason is because, as short as it is, it is complete in itself. In, in the book of the prophet Micah, God says all he has to say for this particular occasion and to all his people, he says all he has to say, writing shortly, it's compiled. It don't go on and on and on. And then he says, it's finished. Have you ever had a parent say, you know, that's all I'm going to say. It's finished. End of the book. Drop the mic. My beloved. You see, when God speaks, I'm talking about when God speaks, God says everything uh, that he needs to say to be, it, it needs to be said. And then, you know what? He's finished. He says just enough to turn our life around and get us on the right track if we listen. And then there's no more to be said. 
There's no way to tell how much God has to say to us or how long he's going to say it or what means he's going to use to say it. All I can tell you is that when God speaks to us, God is giving us a matchless opportunity to thoroughly change our lives from bad to good and from worse to better. I'm talking about when God speaks. And so in chapter 2, in chapter 2 of the book of Micah, we hear the prophet, the preacher, calling out the sins of the people. See, people today in some denominations, they just love the Old Testament. Uh, but if you don't know, I mean, the New Testament, because, you know, they like, you know, they, they worship grace. So, so if you only a New Testament person without being an Old Testament person, too, you don't understand the word of God. The Old Testament is as real today as it always was. Here God was telling the prophet to just point out the sins of his people. You know, sins like greed and oppression of people and illegal and violent practices. Sins like dealing cruelly, even with women and children and other harmless and powerful people. The sin of opposition against God's prophets and God's preachers and trying to silence some of them, especially those who tell the truth. Folk like false prophets today. Oh my God, help me up in here. Their, their ears itch to hear just what makes them feel good. Oh Lord, they don't want to hear about sin. But God is speaking about sin yesterday, today, and forever. God was going to punish them. Just like a good parent. Just like a good parent. Don't talk about, you know about punishment. God was going to punish them by calling out their sins publicly in hopes that they would repent, in hope that they would change their wicked ways before it was too late. Can you hear God now? The book of Micah, it teaches us today that when God speaks, child of God, there are those of us who will listen and respond in a positive way to what God said, and we will discover a whole, a whole new light when you're obedient to God's word, a whole, a whole new light in our lives where there was once darkness and despair, confusion and depression. Oh, the word of God will light up our lives, and certainly all those things will disappear. Somebody say, put your pills up. When we hear and we listen to God speaking, oh, we're going to experience a power. I said a power that we have never felt before when God speaks. And when we listen, a divine release of power from God Almighty will just manifest and strengthen our souls, building us up from within. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. We will gain a new determination and, and patience. In the way we live, our endurance will surprise us. And if we were completely over and then plugged into a new source of real spiritual power, oh, glory to God, that, that 
that kind of power only comes from the person called the Holy Spirit. Won't you hear me now? Hear me now. Well, when, when we hear God speaking, we're going to discover what it means to be born again. You know, in, in spiritual understanding, we ought to be born again. Every seven days, that's why you come to church. As often as possible to be born again, renewed, restored, hidden from hurt, harm, evil, and danger. And then we can experience and be embraced in the love of God. All because one day, one day we heard and we listened to God speaking. But however, however, on the other hand, there are those people who just never have heard God speak. Mm -hmm. they, they, they say they're Christians, but they haven't heard God speak. And although God was surely speaking all the time, uh, there are some people all around us, they, they just ignore the voice of God to listen to the voice of their own egos. Y'all better hear me. You and I know people. You know people who have the mind that they know it all and certainly don't need to be told or taught anything else. Uh, when the fact is this, if you are really a Christian, I said if you are really a Christian, you do have a teachable spirit provided you have a yearning to know new things because you know that only God knows everything. So there's always something new to learn. And if we do not have just a basic understanding of God's word, we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. <laughs> you know what, beloved, people today, People, people today have a way of really not listening. <laughs> that, that, that's why people walk around with something stuck in their ears. They don't, they don't want to hear what's going on on the outside. It's a way of saying, don't bother me, don't talk to me. I'm telling the truth. I've gotten on the airplane, didn't want to be bothered by the person sitting next to me. And the easiest way to do that is just put some earplugs in. We use all kind of devices today so we do not hear. We don't want to listen to anything that we don't want to listen to. And especially if it is a word of correction. But this is Black History Month. And I want you to know that back in the day, Oh, you had to listen. Oh, yeah, what? Oh, 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 good God Almighty. Oh, you listened. But today I call it selective listening. It even happens, you know, when children get two or three. It happens real early, real. We're early. Children many times act like they can't hear you when you loudly call their name. Am I telling the truth? I'm telling the truth? Okay, then. Some of y'all act like children, too. God call your name and you don't act, you act like you don't hear. 
You're gonna chill and act like they can't hear you. Well, that, that, that same thing, beloved, happens when we get grown. Yes, it does. There are just some people, I said some people now. If I'm not talking about you, then don't get upset. If I am talking about you, listen up. Listen. I'm really talking to all of us, including myself. But really, you know why? Because it's all of us from, from time to time. It is called selective listening. Sometimes you don't even want your children calling your name. See, today, I'm not here. My name ain't Mama. <laughs> there are some people that just don't want to hear God speaking. God may speak smoothly and softly to us. We ain't going to hear. God may shout at us. Well, we don't want to hear. God may corner us and put us on lockdown, limit our going out and our coming in, but we still don't want to hear God speaking. It's like you look at the world today and all the things that God has either done or allowed to happen, and you think God's not speaking? Who controls the weather? God is speaking. Who controls diseases by allowing them to happen, even if make them happen? God controls everything. He's speaking loudly, clearly. He's talking. He's talking when he corners us, puts us on lockdown, limit our going out. But we don't even want to hear God speaking. God may shout at us. He, he, we ain't going to hear him. He, he, he may give us some trouble in life. Death comes, all kind of tragedies. But some of us still don't want to hear God speaking. You know what? We'd rather listen to the news. Hallelujah. Our neighbors, our friends, our family, all kinds of people. Because we believe that that is where the truth comes from. Do you really believe that the news today is filled with truth? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. The devil is a liar. Do you really believe that folks in your family who don't even come to church are filled with the truth? And do you think those people who do come to church, who don't listen to the word, do you, do you think they know the truth? <laughs> the truth comes only from the word of God. Hallelujah. It comes only from the word of God. The truth comes from divine revelation from God. People, people don't want to hear God speaking because God is the truth. <laughs> And you know what we believe? I say this like we, we believe, we really believe the devil. The devil says the truth hurts. But the truth is, the truth don't hurt. The devil has just made a lie feel good. And in a time when what people want to do today is to feel good, no matter what, they want to feel good. Some churches, preachers won't even talk about sin because the people want to feel good. 
Oh, I'm so glad I grew up when I grew up in the black village where they made it clear everything they did was done from a foundation of love. Just like God, everything they did, they loved you all. But let me tell you something, let me tell you. If you have lived to be an old age, oh my God, what a blessing. Because <laughs> them people back in the day, back in the day, not only did you listen, but you minded. Not only did you hear, but you obeyed. And if you didn't obey, uh-oh, it's right. That's what this book is talking about. God is saying, I'm finna tell you your sin. So he told the prophet, the preacher, go and tell the people, I'm here to talk, thus says the Lord. And God told me to tell you that he's about to do something desperate to you because you are sinning. That's why folks didn't like prophets back then, and that's why folks don't like some preachers today. Ah, they want you to say something that don't hurt their feelings. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to see how much going to hell going to hurt your feelings. That's what I want to say. I'm just, I'm just like the whole black people. I just, I want you to, you know, I, I, I want you to get to heaven. And you just can't get to heaven acting any kind of way, boo. That ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. I tell people, they can look at me and tell that I was an obedient child. See, I got all my teeth. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. I remember what they say. I brought you here. I'll take you out. God says, I created you. I'll take you out. Oh, many people, from children to adults, don't want to hear God's truth because, because, uh, the young and the old don't want to be chastised or corrected anymore. I'm so glad that a spirit of obedience was put into me when I was young. Hallelujah. Glory to God to the black people today after integration who still remember what it is to act black in your house. But see, children today come home with all that crazy stuff that they didn't see from somebody else of some other race in school. And I know you didn't had to say, oh, but not up in here. You're not up in here. Black people have always been a people of obedience. Obedience, you have. Okay, let me get on back. Beloved, the book of Micah. Thank you, ancestors. The book of Micah represents a complete message from the Lord. You see, after his prophecy, there was no more to be said on that particular occasion. God was speaking through the prophet. The preacher was talking about God, how God hates sin and yet loves the sinner. How God sends us warnings, how God chastises us to get our attention and open our ears to hear and our eyes to see. That's what all good parents do too. And for their children, they correct them and teach them wrong from right and good from bad. 
God is the perfect father. He's the perfect parent to us all. Now, FYI, FYI, Micah, the prophet of God, was called to the prophetic ministry about seven centuries before the birth of Jesus in the region of north central Palestine. He, he didn't come from an affluent background. His family was not wealthy. He had no heritage of nobility. He was a farmer. He was a country boy from the foothills of Judea, from a place called Moreseth. Yet, despite his simple beginnings and his history, God took him and called him and fashioned him into an instrument of power. Oh, glory to God. Can't God do it? Oh, yes, he can. And like the prophet Michael, we must begin to yield and to surrender to the spirit of God so that God can use us as an instrument of God's will and God's word wherever and whoever we are. Ah, child of God, child of God. The prophet preacher Micah came from a, followed with a judgment call upon the people of God. God had spoken long enough and now it's time to just close the book, drop the mic. God warns us. He warns us because he loves us. Let me say that again. God warns us because he loves us. Oh, but when we reject the warning, then we have sealed our own faith and our own fate with our free will. Prophet Pastor Micah came with a message of judgment, declaring that Israel and Judah had determined their destiny through their disobedience. The first sin was the sin of disobedience. And God was going to punish them for not obeying him. You get it. Well, Samuel says, in the book of Samuel, it says obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, people like to do things to impress God. They do all their little things in the church. They do their thing. You know, all they give all their little stuff and all that, and then they brag about it, or they want God to see it. But, you know, God said, y'all take y'all stuff because <laughs> you don't do what I tell you to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us today. Mercy. God was informing the people that he was planning his punishment on them because of their disobedience to his word. So, child of God, it didn't have to be that way. It didn't, it didn't have to be that way. People don't just have to go to hell. They go to hell because they choose to go to hell. And for me, that's kind of a sign of God's love, too. Because God don't want to make you go nowhere you don't want to go. And if there's a system of getting in the door, you have to know what the code is. The code is filled with obedience. You got to be obedient to get into heaven. So, so, so for Micah, in chapter 6, verse 8, 
God gave them a way out. God will always give us a, a way out, a way out. God will always tell us again and again and again what the rules are in his kingdom. And after they had to do, uh, all they had to do was just three things, not that many, three things, and they would have done what God required and therefore repented of uh, their sins. You, you, when you do something wrong, you have to do more than say, I'm sorry. Now, you say, I'm sorry now. That's manner. You say, I'm so sorry. But it helps if you say, I'm so sorry. Uh, Mama, is there something I can do for you right now? Any, anything else you want me to do to make up for the fact that I didn't do what you told me to do in the first place? God says, I'm going to give you something you can do to repent of your sins. And so in chapter 6, verse 8 of this book, God instructs the prophet to tell the people this. God said, Michael, go tell them this. And Michael said, God has told you, O mortal, what is good? And what does the Lord God require of you? He told me to tell you, do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. This is a word from the Lord. God is saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Oh, glory to God. First, listen, people of God, to be and remain in God's st good standing with God, God says, do justice. Do justice. God says, do justice. <laughs> you know, Dr. Carnell West, one of the great black theologians, says, justice is what love looks like in public. Justice is what love looks like. There are many people today who hate people of color. They may say things that are not true, like, I like them, they okay, behind your back, and put a loose around your neck in public. Justice is what love looks like in public. God says, do justice. Well, what does it mean to do justice? It means what Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, the world got it twisted because what the world says is, I'm going to do to you what you do to me. Now, that's not what Jesus said. That's not what he said. Do unto others as you would have them do unto to you. Justice means to see what's wrong and, and then make it right. You got to make it right. You know, whenever people recognize, I say when they recognize with all of them, when they know for sure, when they know the truth about African-American people, when they recognize the sacred humanity of black people, 
without justifying slavery by saying we were ignorant and 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 we were uh oh we were just uh, we didn't have no soul with all that that junk they said oh they said we were savages listen people went to africa because we were the best they could find all over the world and i tell people if we had been a savage we would have killed y'all when you came to get us Come when people recognize the sacred humanity of black people, then they will do justice in America to black people, beginning with African American, beginning with American Chantel slavery. That means when you treat people less than an animal. Justice is me asking and you giving. Justice is where my reparations doing justice is in other words treating people the way you want to be treated and not how they treat you if you don't want to be treated like that if, if, if you want to be treated like you don't count then make sure that everybody is heard and seen if, if you don't want to be held back held down and kicked around, then don't try to hold anybody else back or down or kick them around, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And then secondly, the prophet says, the prophet says, God says, love mercy. Oh, that means to fall in love with the idea of going out of our way to be helpful and kind to people. You know, since this pandemic, all you can see, people just going crazy. Well, before the pandemic, when even kids were shooting up each other in schools, I'm talking about people just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We are not in love with mercy. You know, mercy is giving people what they need, not what you think they deserve. Oh, good. You, you know that many people today will go out of their way to be hurtful. They will go out of their way on the street, in our schools, in the church, on the airplane, at home, and everywhere. People are hurting people today. Just hurting people. Old people, young people, babies. But being merciful, loving mercy means going out of our way to help somebody. Oh, if I can help somebody. My mama's favorite song. If I can help somebody as I pass along. If I can show somebody they traveling wrong, then my living has not been in vain. Helping somebody just because they need help. Not because you think they deserve to be helped or not, not because they might not be able to help you one day, not because your actions uh, may make the evening news, not because you want to brag about how you help somebody but just because they need help. That's merciful. And we need all the mercy in the world. That's why God says his mercies. Now when a perfect, holy, holy means some God who has, who sin can't even touch him because he's holy. When a holy God can look at a sinful me and a sinful you and say, his mercies are new. 
every morning. We need to get up in the morning looking for somebody who needs some mercy because mercy does not treat us like we deserve to be treated. Mercy, the God we serve, looks beyond our faults. And God sees our needs. And thirdly and finally, the prophet says, Walk humbly with our God. Walk humbly with our God. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. People want to go around all pitiful, want you to feel sorry for them, think they're humble. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less and thinking more of God. We live in a society where it's all about us, when the truth is it's really all about God. <laughs> oh, my beloved, dear beloved, it means something to walk humbly with God. Oh, he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I'm his own. And the joy, I said, the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Oh, it means something to walk humbly with God. It, it means to let God set the pace. It means to let God make the choices over our lives. It takes humility to be guided by God, for God comes to us in ways that cannot be easily accepted or easily rejected because we have free will. But the humbler we are, the more accepting of God we are. See, an humble person will say throughout the day, Lord, have mercy. Every time I look at the news or think about this country or this world, I go, Lord, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. This is all it takes for what God requires. Preacher was speaking to her nations. And God is saying today, God is saying, do justice. Do justice. Love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. Well, my dearly beloved, we need to hear a word from the Lord today. Oh, it's time to just of all this great gray. Be still and know that all is that it's all about God. We don't need another political uprising. Oh God, how many of those have we had? And we don't need another conqueror. Another billionaire, another conqueror on the throne of earth. But what we need, I said, what we need, we need a special word. Hear with your ears, read with your lips, whatever it takes. We need a special word. 
powerful bond of God within our hearts. And a word from God will give us direction. Not from the good, but from above. Oh, God is speaking today. It's a new day. It's a new dimension. Oh, good God. God is speaking today everywhere you go, everywhere you look. We
Oh, sit. Meditate. Oh, God, have mercy. Listen. Because God is speaking today. Loudly. join us on this Christian journey. It'll be the best decision you have ever made in your life because we can't make it over to the promised land without walking humbly. With God. And so we open the doors God's Church, we invite you to go on our website, pacoimafumc.com, and there you will find instructions to become a member of God's Church. We invite you to give, and we thank those of you who are giving all over. Many people today have two or three churches they're giving to because God is all over. All over. I've never seen so much God on YouTube. <laughs> He's all over. He's made a way to reach you by any means necessary. And so I hope, I hope those sitting inside the sanctuary today and all of you all over the world watching virtually, my hope and my prayer is that this day and every day you would have received Don't ever be upset with me or any other preacher. I'm the, I'm the messenger. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I'm the messenger. And I'm a bold messenger because if thus saith the Lord, I'm going to say it out loud without any fear or repercussions. Because God's word is our hope. see him one day face to face. Go now empowered by the word of God to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with our God. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let the church say, church, let the church say, say amen. Say amen.